Let's pray before before we begin. Father, Lord, thank you for tonight. Uh, I thank you, Lord, that we can worship you in song. Um, I thank you, Lord, that we can uh, worship you in just reciting back to you your word that you've given to us. And uh, I just pray that now that you would just just speak clearly uh, uh, through me as I just communicate your word, and I just pray that you just help us to stay focused and, and, and hear your voice, um, and not mine, um, as we hear what you have for us tonight. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Um, tonight, really, it's going to be the text. It's really not going to be any of my words that I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to use some of my words, but really the teaching is going to come from the text, the T-E-X-T of the B-I-B-L-E. All right. Um, yes, I rap. You know, I, I'm 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 bad like that. Um, but really, um, God's righteousness compared to ours. Listen to what Isaiah says. The prophet Isaiah says in chapter six. And if you have your Bibles, you can go right there. Isaiah. Isaiah is right after Proverbs. Song of Solomon is actually sorry, somewhat somewhat in the middle. Isaiah chapter six. Um, Verse 1 through 6. I'm just going to read real quick. And this is Isaiah having a vision of God. And this is his response. Well, this is the, the account. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings, with two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook, and the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. Who in this room thinks they're good? Like, who thinks, you know, I'm pretty good? You know, I'm a good person. Who thinks they're good? Okay. Right? Like, you know, like you haven't killed anyone, right? Carrie, right? So, you know, you're good, right? All right. Um, Bria, you haven't, like, have you, like, beaten anyone up before? Uh, Maybe? See? Uh, okay, well, alright. Um, Demi, have you stolen anything before? No? Wow. You're better than me. I, I've stolen a few things growing up. Uh, yeah, pray for me. Um, I have, seriously, I have. You know, but we like, to, we like to think of ourselves as good when we compare our lives to someone else, right? The person on death row has to be worse than me. Because they're on death row. They kill someone or they kill people. And, and it may have been very gruesome. It may have not been a shot to the head. It may have been five shots to the chest. 
It may have been that they mutilated the person. I mean, whatever it is, you know, it's like, ah, you know, that person is evil. They're dirty, they're nasty, you know, I'm better than they are. And the problem that we have for those who are believers, this builds a self-righteousness in our lives and in our hearts where we think, oh, you know what, I'm better than Mr. Death Row or Mrs. Death Row. You know, I'm better than the bum that's on the street because he's taking drugs and he's addicted to it and he's dirty and smelly and he comes to the window and I roll it up and I still smell his stench through the window and the light is red and I want it to go. I'm better than that person, right? And our self-righteousness, unfortunately, blinds our eyes to our own sin. You know, we say, oh, I'm good. And yes, we may do good things. We may serve. We may, you know, at times be obedient to our parents and authority and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we do good things. But the danger in thinking that the good things I do make me righteous before the Lord is very dangerous. Because as we're going to see later on that our righteous deeds doesn't really look all that good before the Lord. But four things I want us to look at. Four things. Real briefly, and then we're going to break for a small group. Four things I want to look at is, the first one is God's, is the complete embodiment. He is the fullness of righteousness. The second thing is, our human nature directly opposes righteousness. You know, Paul said in Romans, you know, you know, we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Our nature itself is directly opposed to righteousness. Uh, the third thing is, righteousness is not attained by works. You know, we become righteous through faith. And the fourth thing is we don't attain righteous on our own. And the first thing, God is the fullness of righteousness. If you have your Bibles and you in Isaiah, we're just going to move a few chapters up. And in Isaiah... 45, 21, 24. And I'm actually going to go through these really quickly because as I'm saying, the text today, tonight, is really going to do the teaching. Um, so Isaiah 45, 21, 24. This is to show that Jesus, this is to show that God is the, the fullness of righteousness in and of himself. Isaiah 45, 21, 24 says, 45, 21 to 34 says, <clears throat> Declare and present your case. Let them take counsel together. Who told this long ago? Who declared it of old? Was it not I, the Lord, and there is no other God besides me, a righteous God and a Savior? There is none besides me. Turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth. For I... I'm God, and there is no other by myself I have sworn, for my mouth has gone out, for from my mouth has gone out in righteousness a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance. So that's just saying like God himself is the fullness of righteousness. And now let's look at ourselves, Romans 3. Turn just real quickly to Romans 3. Uh, verse 10 through 18. And when we look at ourselves compared to God, we actually see how our righteousness do not match up. Our righteousness amounts to nothing. Our righteousness looks quite 
detestable to God. And in Romans 3, 10, 18 says, well, let me read 9 for connection. What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all both Jews and Greeks are under sin. As it is written, none is, what? Righteous. No, not some. No, not one. No one understands. No one sees, seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of ass is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. And their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace have not known. They have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now some of that you may say, what? That's not me. You know, I mean, I don't curse. You know, but is there bitterness in your heart? You know, some of you may be like, I haven't really turned aside from God, but are you living the way he's asking you to live through his word? Righteousness is not attained by works. So righteousness is not attained by works. And what that, what this next verse is going to talk about is, me just coming to church, or just me doing ignition and teaching on youth services, don't make me righteous. Those are all like nice works, and they look good, and people are like, oh, look at Mishlo, he's so holy, and you know, and them and his holy wife, they look so holy, they have like halos around their heads, and, and, that's, and that's on the older parents, you know, on the inside, we can be like conniving, deceitful, stealing the ignition money that you guys bring on a Friday night, and go to... Great cliff. Actually, we'll need more money. We need you guys to give like five dollars and all to do that. But um, but you know, I'm just saying, like, outward appearance do not determine righteousness before God. He doesn't look at our works and say, "Oh, you're righteous because you're doing all the good and right things." Righteousness is attained through faith in Christ. And if we turn to Philippians three nine, before we go to our last verse. Philippians 3.9, if I can find it. Philippians 3.9 says, well, again, I'll read 8 to, uh, for connection. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish and all that I may gain Christ. Verse 9. And be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law. And back then the law was, you know, do not kill, do not murder, do not covet. And it was all based on us, not us, but back then, even still today, doing these actions to, to try to fulfill the law. And he's saying, it's not built on actions, it's not built on us trying to work our way um, uh, by just following the law, by by just following the law and trying to fulfill it, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. So righteousness does not come from our works. And righteousness is not a part of our natural selves. We are naturally opposed to righteousness. Righteousness comes from faith in God. And here is the last point. Isaiah, back in Isaiah 64, this is why we don't attain righteousness on our own. 
And if we, sell, if we deceive ourselves to think that our self-righteousness amounts to anything before God, then we are greatly deceived. In Isaiah 64, and it's hard because this, this, this connects so much with a lot of things that's been happening to, to the, the people of Israel. Um, but anyway, just, just bear with me for just this one verse. But it's hard just to just go at one verse and not put it into the whole context. But I just want you to hear the heart of um, the Lord as he spoke, as he speaks through the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 64 says, verse 6, We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. What do you think Isaiah was talking about when he said polluted garment? Does anyone know? Loudly, filthy garment. What was like filthy garment back in the day? Does anyone know? Is anyone like brave enough to say it? Are you guys uncomfortable? Does anyone know? Huh? Defecation? Well, not specifically. Right. Donna, were you going to say something? No, like the filthy rags? Isaiah is saying, as he communicates the word of God, all our righteous deeds, the things that we feel that we do are righteous, and we feel like, hey, this should please God, and this should feel good because I'm not like the burglar that broke into the store. I'm not the person in the classroom that's always talking out. I'm not so-and-so who's sleeping around. I'm not this, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And we self-deceive ourselves to think that the things that we do uh, somehow make us, our relationship right with God and and what Isaiah is saying is, all of our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. Something says filthy rags. Back in the day, filthy rags was referred to a menstrual cloth. You know, that's when, that, that, that time of the month, when ladies had their menstrual passing. And he's referring to that cloth, a used menstrual cloth. So what... What Isaiah is saying is, anything that we do, our righteous deeds that we think, hey, it's cool and we're good, it's not. What it is, it's, it's a, it's, in our days, it would be this. It would be a used tampon. So that's what our righteous deeds to God looks like. A used tampon. Okay, this is imitation coloring. It is a real town bomb, but it's imitation coloring. Okay, so don't get like too grossed out. I grew up in, with four sisters, so I'm not grossed out. So Thaddeus, come here, come here for a sec, Thaddeus. Is this something that you want to carry around? Is this something that you want to touch right now? Why? It's disgusting. What's going to happen when you, like, you hold this and you touch it? Okay, all right, because it's disgusting. Yeah. Would you ever want to like touch this? No. Ever? No. Okay, all right. Thaddeus says it's disgusting. So where do you think that God 
is saying to us when he looks at us, all of us, right? And we're like, oh, I'm good. I'm doing good things. So I'm cool with God. You know, we're, we're tight. And he's saying, no, we're not tight. We're, we're this. He's saying, like, your deeds is a used, dirty tampon, filthy rags, menstrual cloth. It's nasty. It's just gross. Yeah, here you go. But, like we found out in Philippians 3.9, it's still in my hands. Like we found out in Philippians 3.9, and I'm going to close with this. In Philippians 3.9, this is what Paul says, Philippians 3.9. And be found in him, thank you, and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own. There's one thing I want you guys to get today. As we're starting to close up this series on, or focus on His holiness, not a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, that just comes from me trying to fulfill the things that I, okay, yes, I should do this. I should not steal. I should not covet. It's more than that. But that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. And that's the kind of righteousness that I want you guys to pursue. A righteousness that comes through faith in God. And the only way you have faith in God is through a personal relationship with God. And for those who do not have a personal relationship with God or doesn't know what that all means, feel free by all means to come to one of our leaders or myself after we're done so that we can talk through this a lot more. Let's pray. Father, Lord, thank you for tonight. Uh, I thank you, Lord, for your word. And your word, Lord, is graphic at times and I think it's that way so that it gets our attention uh, sometimes we just water you down and and we think we're just cool with you and you're this lovey dubby God that wants to shake hand and 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 skip in the meadows uh, you are loving and you are compassionate and you are gentle um, you are forgiving but you are just you are holy you are a righteous God that commands us, those who are in your, who are believers, to pursue holiness and to pursue righteousness that's found in faith in you. And so I just pray that you would just help us to do that tonight. Uh, we just give you praise and thanks for your word. Um, and we love you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.